0: Like yin and yang? Nope. Uh, like yin and yang. (laughs) No, it's yin and yang. They're opposite.
1: You are listening to Starfield Raw. Welcome back to Starfield Raw. This is episode 10. I am Joe the Widget, and I am joined by my amazing co-hosts, starting with Rook the Grey.
0: Yeah, I'm starting to get there. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about, guys. It's episode 10. I'm excited. We've made it up to episode 10 with a good showing from listeners, so I'm happy. So let's get to it. And
1: we're joined, as always, by Archon the White.
2: The White. Wow. Who's the oldest one here? We're not concerned. It's it. episode 10, guys. It's episode 10. We made it. It's a it. milestone. We made it.
1: We hit our first milestone episode. With that, we got a little something special we're going to do tonight. We're going to be introducing our first challenge. And when we do these challenges, we really would like it if you guys joined in and created a new character and followed the rules of the challenge and then let us know how you're doing with the challenge. That's the big part of it. We'll get in that in a little bit. But first, we want to talk about the recent patch. It's a minor patch, um, and it's all—it just mostly just graphics and bug fixes. When so you guys want to start into that?
2: Oh, fix the, the it, puddle, guys. The yes, puddle's gone. <laughs> you can't put buckets on NPCs' heads anymore and steal from them. And they, you know, just minor things like that. You know, they took the fun out of the game.
0: Of course, as soon as they did that fix people have already found other ways to uh, exploit the game so
2: naturally I oh, yeah. mean naturally
1: any yeah. game they're going to find ways of exploiting because it's code and if but, you know
2: code to be fair everyone has fun with games in different ways some people have fun playing at the straight and, on the straight and narrow some people have fun by hacking the crap out of it
0: So, and, and the reason why I don't complain is because this is a single player game it's not linked to other people so you're not affecting anybody else's game Exactly.
2: exactly. Exactly. So have
0: fun any way you want to.
2: And even if you know the glitches are out there, I mean, they're out there everywhere, all over the internet. That's one of the That's best mean, things about Bethesda
0: titles
1: is you can do yeah. whatever you want with it. Yeah.
2: doesn't mean um, you have to use it. So
1: One of the big things that fixed that actually affected me pretty good was the two graphic fix they did. Um, they addressed the upscaling issue that could cause texture to become blurry, which happened to me very frequently. And resolved an issue that could cause photosensitivity issues when scrolling through your inventory menu, which also occurred with me. Now my game looks stunning. It looks like it's truly on Ultra. And the performance is so much better. I used to get, I go into my inventory, and sometimes I'd come out of my inventory and would be at like five or six frames a second for a little while until the game caught up and then it would be fine. Doesn't happen anymore.
2: Yeah, I haven't I haven't crashed in a while either I've noticed. So my issue I'm
0: still having with graphics is on my main character so uh hopefully they address that because I lost uh uh what's that city called New Atlantis the ground just completely the ground just completely gave away in a certain section of New Atlantis. So I hope they fix more of the graphics issues.
1: Yeah, I know they're constantly working on, this, especially as a title as big as this. I mean, they had their 10 million player announcement and all that not long ago, and this game um, is one that they they said they're going to support for many years to come. So, hopefully, it's the case.
0: So, one thing I've seen a lot of happiness about with this uh, patch is the display issue on the Razor Leaf with its storage containers and weapon racks, mm-hmm. you would take another ship and your all your items would disappear. Mm. So they did fix that. Awesome.
2: Yeah, that was huge. And, one and the thing, same with the
1: mannequins. One thing we have talked about and some listeners have requested is us doing a .5 episode every now and then when big news comes out. And we do have, all three of us work and have jobs and lives and stuff like that, but if big news comes out like they... Do like new additions to the game, new quests, things like that. We might do a 0.5 episode and release it sometime in the middle of the week.
2: Yeah, that's uh, if it's a big, big patch like that, then you could pretty much guarantee it because we want to get that information out to you guys as quickly as we can. I know other sites and other resources do it, but I mean, we're here for you guys too, so we want to get it out there.
1: All right, guys, let's talk about this challenge. So, our first official challenge of the show. And there is no real time frame on this. We're just going to play it to have fun. But we're calling it the yin-yang challenge. So the idea behind this is to play the opposite that you normally play in a game. For instance, m- me, myself, I usually go the good guy route. I sneak and I snipe. That's what I do. In almost every game, I've played like this. So I will be taking the evil route, the black side of the yin-yang, and my rules are th- thus follows. I must take the worst option in chats possible when dialogue options come up. I must attack if I'm given the attack option in dialogue or otherwise. Crime is number one. And my combat style is going to be run and gun with heavy weapons. I'm going to be a pirate through and through. No, sneak- no sneaking, no persuasion if I can avoid it. And no kindness of any kind. <laughs> I name my character Edward Teach.
2: And I am the white side of this because the way that Widget's playing is the way I usually usually do play. <laughs> I'm usually a running gunner. I'm usually a attack first, talk later. Um, I do like to persuade some if I can, but otherwise I really don't care. I just blow everything up. So I am going the most pacifist route I possibly can. Uh, my rules are gonna be I must avoid killing as much as physically possible. There are a couple areas, like the very beginning of the game, where you can't really avoid it. Um, Especially, like, when you go up into space combat. I actually sat there at the beginning of the, like, the first mission where the pirates come out of the ship. And you're with the miners, and I sat there and let the miners and the NPCs kill everything so that I didn't have to kill anything. But once I got up into space, you have to kill the three Crimson Fleet ships to move on. So hopefully those are my only three kills the whole game. That's my plan. Um, I also cannot steal anything. No pickpocketing. no opening safes, no doing anything sneaky like that. Um, Obviously, I can sneak around, but I can't steal anything. Um, No contraband, no drugs, no alcohol. Always have to take the best dialogue possible, and I have to be as selfless as possible. So this is going to (laughs) be...
1: I did make my character, and I got his traits and everything set up. We'll talk about that in another episode
0: so mine is already in the run um i have set up this challenge for myself because this is the exact opposite of how i always play i always play the altruistic options helping everybody else out keep letting the people keep their rewards and money now i'm playing the middle ground but i'm also playing the most greedy and self-centered character i could possibly think of so I must choose all greedy options. Um, I cannot use anything but pistols, and I must persuade as much as possible as long as it benefits me. It's all about me. I'm a bounty hunter, so uh, she's a bounty hunter named Sadie, and she is a uh, Serpent's Embraced character that is a native of UC and also an extrovert. So, I always have a companion with me. So, it gets really interesting as I'm doing the all about me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Man, I thought about... We were talking about this challenge in the chat earlier today. And I was sitting there going, man, Constellation is going to despise me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sure. They will. It's going to be interesting. Very hard for me to do this route. (laughs) I think I took took Bounty Hunter as well because it had the... uh, pirate style piloting stuff I needed and I took um, the adoring fan, so I forgot what that one's called I took um, Neon City Street Rat yeah, Hero Worshipper I took the Neon City Rat and I took um, Wanted That'll be fun.
0: Be careful, I'm coming for for you good for a pirate
1: Yeah, I'm going to name my first ship, I'm going to make it as much of a pirate ship looking thing as possible and I'm going to call it the Queen Anne Revenge so if you know, you
0: know
2: See, I made my character look really old and frail, and he basically looks like Gandhi. Cause I'm going past <laughs>
0: Please tell me you took uh,
2: kid stuff. I did not. So, oh, that would been great. <laughs> hilarious. But no, I, uh, I went with, uh, gosh, what did I go? Oh, I went with uh, Universal, Universal Sanctorum, and I went with, I think, Introvert, if I remember correctly
0: you're talking about that one
2: either introvert or extrovert i think i went extrovert i think yeah extrovert would I, be more your
0: oh yeah, yeah because you wanted your companion to be able to protect you
2: yeah because <laughs> i went more extrovert and i actually got really really lucky and when i got to Crete, i actually found an em weapon right off the bat so that's gonna help me not kill things <laughs> and just put everything to sleep mm-hmm. So, it's gonna be hard for making money find though. Ammo, I just got to find the ammo. Yeah, I'm not gonna. It's gonna be so hard to make money, which is like my main. I love making money in this game, but it's gonna be so hard to do because I can't loot any corpses. I can't steal any, like get in any safes, anything like that. So oh, that's gonna, gonna be tough. Find, yeah. Can't steal. Can't steal ships and sell them. It's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna have to find a way, maybe outposts or something, and I'm gonna know.
1: have to steal my first ship ever.
2: I still oh, haven't done oh. it. What?
0: Yeah. You're, you're missing out. I've done nothing but steal ships when I'm going after my bounties Dude, in this I game.
1: I am going full <laughs> pirate, and I'm going to have to do the Crimson Fleet. And I'll, I'll explain why when I go through my playthrough, but it's going to be like, detrimental for my character, I think.
2: Well, you're playing a space pirate. Of course you're going to have to go crystal,
1: Crimson Yeah, and the benefits you get after once you go Crimson Fleet side is well worth it for my character.
0: Yeah, This is going to be a very interesting playthrough. I'm actually enjoying, but you know how hard it is to find 43 Ultramag ammo? Yeah,
2: that's going to be my problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. no. I'm going to ammo your, for that EM weapon.
0: That EM weapon, if you got the rifle, I believe it used the 3 kilowatt, which is a very common because of the Orions.
2: Yeah, you yeah, shouldn't it's have it's common, that. but I still got to buy it.
0: Even the 1.5 I get all the time.
2: Because I can't loot it, I got to buy it. Which is going to be hard to find
0: so here's a question is it against the rules to loot a facility say like um an abandoned
2: facility as long as they're not red or i don't have to lockpick or something to get into it as long I'm as it's not stealing a lockpicking skill right uh, yeah if it's just sitting there i can take it
1: i'm actually gonna yes. pick up pit-pocking, which i've pickpocket i've never done that before on this game so that's gonna be interesting
2: <laughs> so, I'm, not, I'm not even going to take lockpicking or pickpocketing. Man,
1: I'm going to get so many bounties rock, ranked up. It's going to be crazy.
0: I so wish I could import a it. bounty hunter into your game, hunting you down.
1: <laughs> oh, right. dude. So the whole point of the challenges is for us to have a specific way to play the game that's challenging to us and have fun with it. And for you guys to do the same with us. So we really, really want to hear which one you guys are doing as a three and how your play is going give us a little you know highlights of it and i'm still working on setting up that phone in thing where you can call and record a message to us that we can use to play on the show or whatnot but you can also do audio recording and send it to us an email and we will listen to it and if it's good we'll put it on the air and talk about it so or we want to hear what just- you guys have to say
2: or you can just join us in Discord. Uh, a lot of listeners are starting to join us in Discord, and we're having a, a good time in there. So, One of us is on a lot, especially in the evenings. Um, <laughs> at least one of us is on to chat with and stuff. And uh, I'm going right to just do this right now.
1: It's a good time for it. Email us, starfieldraw at gmail.com. You can find us on X, star, at Starfield On
0: Facebook, Starfield Raw. Or R dot A dot W. No, 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 no. I verified. I changed it back to Starfield Brawl, just like everything else. Awesome. It's,
2: okay, it's the same as everything.
1: Yeah. So those are the best ways to get a hold of us. We monitor all of our 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 areas, our email messages, you, you name it, and um, our X and our Facebook do have our Discord information.
0: I try keeping them updated with fresh uh, invite links. So if it doesn't. Go through the first time, give it a day, and now have it refreshed. Yeah,
1: we're getting an active chat actually in our Discord, which I like seeing that. I have to sit yeah. there and catch up on it.
2: Yeah, it's it's fun chatting with all with all the listeners and stuff like that. Too. So there you uh, go, guys. Play, playing together and in in Discord and everything. I mean, I'm in there quite a bit. Um, Rook's in there quite a bit. Widget raises us with his presence <laughs> from time to time.
1: <laughs> so yeah, our first official challenge for Starfield Brawl let us know what you guys think give it give it a go with us and uh it should be a blast all right our playthroughs guys so what have you guys been up to this week
2: i did a speed run because i wanted to see what it would be like i wanted to see how fast i could get through the game on new game plus this was on my main character while skipping the story right Yep, I skipped the story because I wanted to just see just just from the time I I spawned until the time I I was going through the unity, and I did it in forty two minutes, which I guess from what I see online is is not as fast as it could be, but I don't under, I, I don't see how I could have gone any faster. I was haul out like going, the for catch, lack of better terms. <laughs> the yeah, catch was, is,
0: is there's people who do that professionally for speedrunning, so you don't have other tips and tricks.
2: Yeah, they, I don't know if they're glitching or what, but, man, I was just warping from here to here to here to here. I wasn't ever sitting in my cockpit. I mean, I was doing every trick I could think of to go as fast as possible, and I did it in 42 minutes, which, for me, I was impressed by that. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, but now bad. I'm back. now I'm back to doing the main story again in, in New Game Plus 3, and I'm going to try and... Uh, for the most part of this, at least for this next week, I'm going to go heavy into this challenge. And uh But on my main character that's in New Game 3, I'm just going to kind of try and find things to do that I haven't done yet. Um, new quests, new little side quests, things, you know, just to kind of keep it fresh, you know? Yeah. I'm not doing the same things over and over, the same quest lines over and over. I might try some something different this time that I didn't do before, like the last time I went UC instead of Crimson Fleet, so maybe this time I'll do Crimson Fleet. I don't know.
1: Just make but, sure you don't have any followers with you.
2: I don't care about the followers. <laughs> but it was
1: interesting. Like, I've been doing all the different stories and trying different routes to do different things all the time, and I've been finding so many things. It's crazy. I did... Well, I'll get into my playthrough in a little bit, but, yeah, it's, it's nuts how many different routes you can take in this game and different stories you can see.
2: Yeah, well, maybe that- I'll hit... Maybe I'll put the, put the moves on Barrett or S- o- o- Sam Co this time or something. I don't know. Maybe Andresia. <laughs> I haven't done her yet. So far, I've only done
0: Sarah, so. my boo.
2: Yeah, she's a lot of people's <laughs> boo. I oh, don't
0: know. I
1: seem to like Sarah. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of outvoted on this show with you guys. Team Andresia, one to two. <laughs> I don't know, man.
2: That AI, that AI Sarah that's out there, the photo of the AI. Got you going? Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've been doing this week, just kind of doing the speed run and then just kind of going through the main story again on, on New Game 3 and having fun. Um, I am, a little bit later in the episode, uh, we've had a lot of people complaining about the lock picking system so i'm gonna go into a little bit in depth if we have time today about the lock picking system it it won't take very long but like just kind of explaining it's not as hard as you think it is it's actually really really easy so i've gotten really
0: quick with it i'm okay with it i'm not the i'm not the as fast as widget but i'm fast enough
2: well, I mean, how about your playthrough? Like, How have you been doing this week?
0: Uh, so, like I said earlier, when we were talking about the fixes, I ran into a glitch after I finished UC, UC Questline, where now every time I land at New Atlantis, the uh, Trade Authority terminal's missing, and the ground from the ramp where the shuttle lands, mm-hmm. where your ship lands, th- that ground area is gone. You fall and land on the surface of the planet. So... I was getting frustrated with it. Decided I, this is a good time for me to do my self-imposed challenge. Which fit perfectly into y'all's ideas today. Um, that's when I decided I'm just going to start a new character. And I created Sadie, my bounty hunter. And I've been having fun with it. Because I did the Freestar Collective Quest so I could get the ship. Now I'm doing... All of the smaller side missions, you could say, like Gal Bank do, uh, being their uh, collection agent.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things I want to bring up on the show today, because I think all three of us have done it. I just discovered this earlier the week, is that when you go to the Gold Bank, I, I don't know if it's for all of them, but I know in New Atlantis, when you go up to the Teller in there, and you talk to him, he'll offer you bounty collector, or, um, not bounty, uh, like uh, debt collector missions. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that, Archon, you only got, what, 2K for yeah. your first mission?
2: I got I 10. Got 2K. I wonder, it might have something to do with difficulty, because when I did it, I did it on, like, a newer character, and mm. I was on lower difficulty, I wasn't on very hard, so that might have something to do with it.
0: Yeah, because I got the same as uh, Archon, and I'm on normal, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was on my I main might- character, so... And my final mission, I got 5,500, so. Um, what I One thing I'm finding out in this game, though, is all these backgrounds they give you, there's not a lot of quest lines for certain ones. Like, Bounty Hunter, most of your missions are going to be through... At this point in time, most of your missions are going to be through mission uh, boards.
2: Yeah, I noticed that your backgrounds really don't have a whole lot to do with the game. Just, the it affects some it really, dialogue. It affects a couple, like, they're. And, and only some of them have dialogue things, and it, like, it affects what skills you start with. Other well, than that, like, it like really
1: My main character is File, Not Found, and a few times in certain dialogue, not just options, but they'll be, like, going through my, my record, like, when I start the uh, Crimson Fleet, when they're. The uh, UC is sitting there going through your file. Well, um, we really couldn't find anything on you. Pretty unassuming and boring. Okay. And I've had that happen a few times.
0: Like yeah. I wish as an explorer um, I wish that background would have given you a little bit more for like when you're actually exploring. Yeah. I wish bounty hunters actually had jobs you could take from a uh, What's the name of that group? The Tracker's Alliance? And actually do real bounty hunt missions and actually be able to throw people in the jail cells in your ship? Yeah, I
1: think the main <laughs> purpose behind the backgrounds is for your own role-playing, but also for your starting three skills.
2: Yeah, that's basically all it really affects. I mean... Because I noticed the
1: traits have a lot more of effect on your character than your background mm-hmm.
2: does. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't now, really have much to do with it. Now,
0: I'm I'm hoping that as they continue to progress this game more and more and support it more and more, they actually start adding more quest lines and stuff to it, especially with the DLCs and stuff. But yeah, oh. my, my, my game is pretty much... I am now... I'm going... Sadie's female, so I'm going to romance Samco to see what happens and see what that's like when you're actually trying to romance him instead of just doing all the friend options. Nice. Kind of she, looking forward to hearing about that. <laughs> she is a, a she is a very much self-centered, all-about-the-credits and threatening people than she
2: is being persuasive of any kind. <laughs> uh, it might be kind of tough to romance Sam then. He doesn't like that kind of stuff, so we'll see. Yeah, but she's well, also, also about... Know how that goes. But She's I gotta, also
0: about following the rule of law, so <laughs> On my last
1: playthrough I um started doing some like a lot of the I had everyone from Constellation pretty much on my ship. I had a crew of five. And I did the first I don't know if it's the first mission with Barrett and it was extremely interesting. I haven't done Sam Co or anything like that or Sarah's missions, but obviously I did Andrasia They were fascinating. But Barrett's was interesting.
0: Uh, I've done... I've romanced Sarah on my primary character, and I've done Sam Coe all the way up to his main story, and it made me mad because <laughs> I went after the targets, and it, Sam Co's mission has space combat. Okay. And one of the friendlies flew right into my line of fire, and he got mad at me. Wow. <laughs> and so... I finished the main story, his story, and then went to go talking to me. He said, I don't want to talk to you right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's why you have lots of saves, just in case.
1: Yeah, something like that happens. I would always roll back if I you know, pissed Gotta off roll back. Andresia too much.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't roll back. I just went with it because it, mistakes happen, and he was fine when I'm in his quest, but then I'm sitting here trying to talk to him outside of his quest, and he's just mad at me and refuses to talk to me.
2: <laughs> That's
1: rough. I have a lot on my playthrough. And Go for it. Yeah, I started my new game plus three. Um, but before I did that, I actually went through and got all of my powers, did all 25 temples, and I figured out how to do it. And if you guys don't know, I know my co-hosts here, they know how to do it. But the trick of it is, is you have to get the temples correlate to the artifacts in your possession. So, in order for the eye to be able to find it, you have to have that artifact in your possession, which will find the temple for that artifact. There's one point in the game where you get every single artifact in your possession, and that's right before you go into New Game Plus. So, I can never say the name of that stupid device, the, the artillery or. <laughs> the armor. armor, the armor like. Yeah, that one. You can disable it. And you can just go about your business. So I did that, disabled it, and I went to the eye, or I went not to the eye. I went down to the lodge where Vlad was there, and he would give me the locations of the temple. You have to do it one by one by one, but I was able to do every single one of them. And I wish I would have known that from the beginning on my my first playthrough because I have powers that are at rank one and ones that are at rank three. Well, now I got two at rank four, but you got the idea. So vast difference between them. Like I was missing seven on my last playthrough, and I finally got all of them. Yes, I m- did
2: that. I did that on my last playthrough, or before my speed run. I did that as well. I went through, got to that point, went through, and then they he Vlad stopped giving me places to go. But I still have one power that I don't have, and I don't know what it is because Vlad wouldn't give it to me.
1: And you already did that—the final temple run, where you have to fight your yeah, adversaries. I did
2: I just like at the very end when you have all of them and it tells you to make the armorillary. Arm, That's weird. Armor yeah. yeah. I didn't make it. I just went and found them all, and I ran out of things to do. But I was still missing one.
1: Oh, I think it is. Is you have to go back to that temple because when you go
2: find that artifact
1: and that last artifact, when you do all the fighting with those guys, mm-hmm. that is that counts as a temple for that artifact.
2: So you go back into that the hidden the, the temple. temple yeah. Hidden at the end. That's where you get the last power
1: i believe so because I, I yeah i don't well i'll, I'll have to test that theory myself i'm not 100 sure but i'm pretty sure that's what it is because know. there I is mean, the I'm artifact there and that is I'm a temple sure which, not sure which one it is but i'm missing one i've actually been experimenting more with the different powers and using them differently because most of the time i use just the one where i can see everybody Two my favorite
0: <laughs> my favorite power against the is anti-gravity that was a good one. And when you and rank that one up... out. <laughs> they stopped shooting you. <laughs> I'm probably oh. going to use that a
1: lot in my passive There's one I was having a blast with, which is the exact opposite of that one. It's oh. it's the black hole. It's not called black hole, but it's similar to it, where it. The gravity well. Gravity well, that's what it is. Yeah. That yeah. one's pretty cool. Because it just launches everything together. And if you have a good, like, heavy weapon, <laughs> it's just
0: shooting fish in a barrel. This playthrough. I'm going to be able to not rely on personal atmosphere.
1: <laughs> I've been using that a lot when I'm running to the different temples and places I want to go to. A lot. Temples
0: are temples, late game temples are going to be fun for Archon with his pacifist playthrough and the Starborn. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: I got my EM weapon. <laughs> I don't know. Can, can
1: you knock out the Starborn? I don't I know. That's so. the thing. I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be want- running.
0: All right, would you want to continue?
1: Yeah, so I started with my new playthrough, which I'm doing completely solo. I skipped the story completely, and I want to go solo on this because one of the key things I really wanted to do was the Crimson Fleet, but I wanted to join the Crimson Fleet. But the first thing I did was I went and did Ryujin again, and I, when I was doing each of their little uh, missions to sabotage or whatever, I tried different routes I can go about doing these missions. And every mission, I found a different way to do it, and it was a blast. Found things like, of course, Archon. I was so excited. I found a particular vent I can go down and easily steal a blueprint. And he's like, yeah, I knew about that. Yeah. Come <laughs> No, well, I didn't. I did it the hard way the first time.
2: <laughs> you supposed to do it. I went oh, around and so actually,
1: <laughs> yeah, you could actually convince people, and I was able to sneak past that lady Unlock the door, go in, steal it, and then sneak out. But that was the hard way. <laughs> anyway, but I did that because I wanted to get that suit. The plus 25% to stealth is critical if you're doing a stealth play. Um, but what the big thing I did is I went and did the Crimson Fleet because I wanted the cash. Because I had a, a ship in mind. I wanted to build this ultimate like fighter warship. And I had a design and plans in mind, so I needed the you know the capital for it. So Crimson Fleet's a great way to get capital for it. And then I wanted to see what the other side of the story was, and what would happen if I joined the Crimson Fleet. And I did, and it is very very interesting. Um, the the end of the story is not as fanfare as much as if you do UC side, but you still get to use the I and not the, the, sorry the key. You get to use the key and all of its benefits there, and there are a lot of benefits there. You get some things from those merchants you can't find anywhere else in the game so far. But the big thing is is what you can do for your ship. Because it's like what we said before, they have all the shielded cargo, they have bigger shielded cargo, and they have the scramblers as well as the upgraded scrambler. Plus, during that story, you get something called the comm spike and the conduction grid, which actually has big benefits to the protection of your ship as well as other little side effects and that you can get it for free once you do the story. So I did that. And when I finished it, I had 600,000. Oh, the funny thing is at one point in that story, you have to add two parts to your ship in order to be able to go to a location you couldn't otherwise, the comm spike and the conduction grid. And I was using the Starborn ship and you can't add anything to it. And my other only other option was the frontier. <laughs> in a very hard, high-level game playthrough. I, I wound up throwing it on there and praying as I flew over there and did it. But with the, the Frontier is so weak, I had to do uh, four jumps just to get to the location. Well, you can upgrade the Frontier. I didn't want to spend the money. I had plans for that cash, man. <laughs> that cha-ching was being used. So, yeah, when I started that whole thing, I had 200,000 credits. By the time I finished, I had almost seven hundred thousand, which was barely enough for me to build a ship, and it still wasn't completely enough. So I, I built my Jolly Roger, and it is insane. I have the Com Spike, the Conduction Grid, the Shielder Cargo holes, the Scan Jammer, maxed out weapons. So I have I didn't do any auto cans. I did all of them um, manual fire. So I just have fun with that. Four of each of the top tier weapons laid out in a wing pattern across my ship plus i did the best um reactor i could find currently because i didn't have um not piloting but it's the other one you need at level four starship something design Design. was it design yeah design starship design to get at rank four is the only way you can get the 40 power reactor my current one's 38 but 40 two little points of power makes a big difference so I'm going to get that one eventually. And I've been struggling with engines and how to get my engines to work better. So my engines is my current weakest thing. But I can get new engines now. And they're stupid expensive. I need another 200000 And I spent 600000 on this ship already. Because the mistake I made is I completely built everything on the key. I didn't go to other places to get a new reactor, better reactor, or better anything. So I built everything in the key. Which cost me just under 600,000. So I went and went around because my uh, reactor was terrible. I was like 32. And I remembered that there's that one place in Ryujin Tower you can go to that has some of the best reactors in the game prior to getting your rank four. And that's where I got the 38 power reactor. That cost me another thirty forty thousand, And I went to the military one. Um, I am so bad with names. I should have wrote this down. The other Star Yard where the uh, UC uses. Amos, Thank you. Rook's always go with names. I just look at him, he knows. So I went I've there. i
0: also built more ships.
1: Yeah, and I put all my, I upgraded every weapon. So, so far I'm like 740,000, 50,000 into it. I and mean, it's worth almost 500,000. And I still have to do my new power reactor. Still have to do, I'm going to change up the landing gear because it's terrible what I have. And I'm going to get a new cockpit. So I'm looking at maybe my first 1 million credit ship.
0: I want to see if there's a way, because uh, there's another skill that boosts the output of your reactor, and I want yes, to see if it actually stacks on top of the, over the 40 once you hit 40.
1: Yeah, and one so, thing I was really curious about is like all the different ship boosts you can do, because I didn't do any on my current playthrough. My guy's all combat-based, mostly. So I have very little points, just enough to where I can get all the upgraded ship parts. So my new guy, he's pirating, so I'm going to focus a lot on the the ship building. All right. So uh, the things that occur afterward is that if I come across any UC SIF ships that are normally that you would go into, like you would warp to a planet and they'd be fighting pirates or something and you you would rescue them and they'll be happy, offer you credits. Well, no, no, they attack me. As well as, the, as as well as the pirates at the same time, I'm I'm attack on sight, on any UC SIF. The normal UC military, like the Marines stuff like that, they don't care. They'll leave me alone. And I went into a base and I was trying to get my artifacts. And I was sneaking around because so I saw hostiles in there. Well, I thought they were. Killed a guy and it was super easy. I went up and knifed a guy and he just went, huh? Huh? Knifed him again. And he died. And it, I felt that I thought the game was bugging or something. It was weird. Well, after killing about four people, five people, I realized that they were uh, Crimson Fleet pirates. And they were friendly. Thankfully, they didn't attack me after I killed six of them, but I was all stealth and secret. So I got to go through and loot the entire place and not have to fight anything, which kind of sucked. And if I come across Crimson Fleet ships in space, they leave me alone. So there's a lot of different things you can do with it. And I found a deserted uh, UC listening post on Cyrus 2. And I found 14 rolls of toilet paper laying around. So, that's the jackpot for the TP Bandit. <laughs> it
2: was and, stocked up for COVID?
1: Yeah. And I had the quarter of my ship because my my ship has very little li- living space. So has a two-by-one um hab, and the cockpit. That's it. The rest of that beast is nothing but weapons and machinery. And I had the entire corner stocked up on toilet paper. And I took the time and packed stacked it up in a huge pyramid and then i came back after a mission and it was all gone
0: <laughs>
1: no more toilet paper ouch yeah one
0: of, one of your crewmen <clears throat> one of your crew people have really had to use the restroom really right. really
1: bad even though it's just me in there
2: or maybe you were on a deep freeze planet and they had to burn it for warmth <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs>
1: or there was some kind of I put it too close to the vents and it got sucked out with all the air intake the ship uses man um, and apparently the game really thinks that I need legendary melee weapons because that's all I can find I have found seven in this playthrough and I've done two of the storylines that's it
2: and if you ever try and do a melee like a melee only run you probably won't find a single one
1: no not at all I'll find a whole bunch of like heavy weapons and stuff like that
2: sniper rifles
1: yeah Speaking of sniper rifles, I found my ultimate sniper rifle in the game, and it came from a source I did not know about until I met them last night. It was the Mysterious trader or something like that. What's it called, Brooke?
0: The Mysterious Ship.
1: Yeah. And apparently, it's Starborn related, and yeah, she, I'm going to say she because it sounds like a she, offers you interesting things and there's a sniper rifle in there i do not know what make it is cuz i haven't seen it before in the game it is a 50 caliber legit 50 caliber and my damage output is 600 Well, after i mod it 712 but with my ballistics my sharp shooting my rifles and everything else i have in there it it came out to around 2800 a hit so i'm one-shotting everything including elites Except for high yeah. level, at least they take two shots.
0: Yeah, she's in the game, roughly in the same spot, I believe, and she actually uh, yeah
1: stays around the same planet, which I did not write down like an idiot.
0: It gets so little confusing because when I first ran into her, she's being supportive and seems sounds confusing and weird, but you find out who she is after you go into your new game plus. Oh, it okay. Makes, it makes it a lot more entertaining um, because she does I don't know if it's the same for every individual if her inventory is set the same but she does offer a lot of unique weapons nice yeah she does really good
1: stuff Mm -hmm. I um yeah the sniper rifle I got was blue but the one trait it had on it was it gives me more time for holding my breath while aiming it doubles it effectively and i know so i stabilize Fun. that rifle so well I don't even need to use it
0: personal atmosphere will do that too yeah it will <laughs> but i'm busy using it. a different
1: power to see everybody <laughs> all right so i plan on using that character to get to a level 100 i've been using him to get all my achievements so he's gonna be my first 100 when i get there but currently i'm at 64 or no hey, yeah 64 yeah
2: are you aware that you can put your powers on your hotbar yes. and you can use more than one at a time? Yes. Oh, okay. Just making sure. But uh, just... my, my
1: hotbar is currently took with all weapons. <laughs> I
2: literally I have, have like that many. I have one weapon I use. I have two the, weapons. The rest, I use one weapon and then the rest of my hotbar is all just like... Well, since I got that power. sniper rifle, that's pretty much the
1: only thing I've been using. Other than a pistol mm-hmm. I have for up close, which I modded out.
2: Uh, yeah or my mag shear whatever I happen to I just love mag shears they're so good
1: we each have our own preferences that's for sure and I can't use my sniper rifle in my next playthrough which is gonna make me cry a little bit <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that next episode for sure um, I want a mag shear yeah so Archon you have a lockpick overview <laughs>
2: Okay, so the number one thing that you need to know about lock picking, and it will change the entire way you look at the lock picking system, every tier of the lock takes two, whatever you want to call them, two lock choices basically. So every tier takes two. So if it take if if, if whatever you're trying takes three different, then you you did it wrong. You can solve every single tier of it with only two. And that's, like, the huge thing that'll save you so much time on lockpicking. So what you want to do is you want to find... It's easier once you get to, like, rank two, because once you get to rank two, then... Or no, I think it's even just rank one, where they turn blue. Rank one. Rank one, they turn blue. So you'll know you can use that one on that tier... And you want to find the two that go together to solve that tier, and then you'll go down to the next tier, and then you find the two together that solve that tier. And if if you look at it in twos, it'll save you a ton of time. Because I notice a lot of people will, are always trying to solve it in one lock or three locks or whatever. It, it it's always twos. It'll always be twos. I've had a couple
1: single- locks on master that did require three. They shouldn't. It did. But it's probably because it I used the wrong one in a prior yeah, stage and had to use one, another one to make up.
2: Yeah, you might have used one, the wrong one in a different stage because usually, like, actually 100% of the time, I've, I've looked this up and everything. It's always two. Every you can, every single lock can be solved with two at a time. And every now and then I've, I've, I have noticed where it'll glitch, where it'll show, like, one doesn't work, but yet you'll have it sitting there and you'll be like, it's perfect. Like, why does it say this isn't blue? Because
1: one of the notches will disappear when you solve the, the previous one. Or when you put the first key in. I've had that happen no, a few I times. Mean,
2: no, I mean, like, it'll it'll show up as white instead of blue. And you'll, oh, you'll yeah. like, have it lined up perfectly. You can still use it, too. Like, when you use it, it'll still work. I don't know if you mentioned what?
1: this yet, but I noticed that when you have a... When you pick one of the, the locks, it'll light, light up blue on each stage it's good for.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And you can actually line up, if you're not 100% sure which ones you need, you can actually line up the other levels, too, to
2: make sure the yep. one you want to use is going to be the one you need. And you can tab between them. You don't have to click them. You can tab between them, which is nice.
1: I never put in my final point in the lockpicking because it, it wasn't worth it to me.
0: I think, I think the one last different... one is the only one is where it actually removes... Yeah, remove all the
2: ones you don't need. And that is kind of useful. But you have to use DigiPick to do that. another really, really big tip. Um, I saw this one online. I kind of already did it anyway, but I saw it online. If you get into a lock and you start getting confused, say you're two or three levels down or something and you start getting confused, something's not lining up right, do not go back just cancel out of the lock completely and go back into it. It'll save you keys. Yeah, canceling out costs one digi-pick. Every time you go back, it costs you one digi-pick. So if you go back like five spots, you're going to use five digi-picks as opposed to just using one to completely go out of the lock and come back. That's
1: a good tip.
0: Now, the flip side to that is if you only need to go back one or two, still go back just one or two, you'll use that extra digi-pick. But you, if you go all the way back, there's a chance that you'll have to redo all of those locks, and it changes what the lock looks like every time you go back in.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't know where you made your mistake, then Yeah, that's different. It's better to just go out and then, and back in. You save yourself a lot of digi So, just remember, think of it in twos, and you'll you'll breeze right through those locks. There's, It's so easy. It's probably the simplest lockpick game i've played in any game ever so
1: i do it quickly by finding the first one that i think is going to line up and i'll look at the remainder match it go get that one line it up and then click both of them to reveal the next stage yeah it it lim- it, lim- it minimizes the amount of times you'll have to redo it all right, so we have a faction of the week, guys, like we promised, and Rook's got all the information on that, and he's got some information.
0: Hey, yeah, I got a lot of information in a short amount of time to cover it. Um, so we did the Twitter or X uh, poll, and out of nine votes, we had a tie between the Freestar Collective and the House of Verun. Well,
2: Wait. I how do we have a tie if there was nine votes?
1: Because he, because he had more than just two choices?
0: We had 33.3% oh. on two of the cho- four choices. Okay.
2: All right. That makes more sense. <laughs> so- <laughs> All
0: right. But uh, I was going through and I don't have enough lore to cover the House of room at this point in time. So we're going to choose the Freestar Collective. And. I, I kind of like the Freestar Collective because they're more along my personal beliefs in real life and because they're the, they are the—they remind me of Firefly. Oh,
2: <laughs> well, you don't believe in a giant serpent? Wait, Firefly? We haven't mentioned that show in a couple, couple episodes. I know. Right? Not in a while, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's get to it. Three Star Collective was founded in 2189 as an alliance between Cheyenne and Vol- Voli. That was Voli. Is, was founded one year after Solomon Co. Invited Voli, Volai, how you say it, to join. They are a libertarian confederation of colonies that provides mutual defense for each other and res- ha- uh, has massive respects for personal freedoms and in- individuality. That's why you don't see a lot of patrolling guards when you're in Aquila City, or you don't see a lot of ships landing. You see ships landing everywhere, or along those lines. The capital city is Aquila City, and that was founded by Solomon Co. His statue's right in the middle of it, and I would not get get caught dead wearing what he's wearing inside <laughs> that. Uh, all right, so now for the important parts of the Freestar Collective. It is a Council of Governors. Is the quote unquote federal governing body of the FC. That involves the governor of Keela City, Elias Cartwright, Ron Hope, the founder of Hope Tech and Hopetown, Lara Darvish, director of the clinic, and Benjamin Bayou, administrator of NEON. So they deal with the overall uh, federal aspects of the government, protect treaties and whatnot. That was all them. And I've learned that they can be corrupt too. Yes, they can. Yeah, they can. <laughs> Ron Hope. Yeah. Um,
2: Benjamin Bayou. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but... So, just like any politicians, they can be corrupt, but they don't interfere with the individual running of the colonies. Aquila City's governor runs Aquila City. He cannot tell another, another colony how to run itself. And then their law enforcement arm... While there are local law enforcement and local security, there are the Freestar Rangers. Uh, According to Endgame War, there's roughly a dozen of them. They cover three systems. And I'll get into that next. So, 2194, the Narian system is voted to join, uh, votes to join the uh, Freestar Collective, which they do. After that vote, UC puts the clinic, Star Station, into their system and refuses to move it. Narian believed this was a sign of annexation and so the FC sent ships in 2195 to protect Narian. The United Colonies responded by to this action by sending a, an entire fleet. So one year later, FC sends an entire fleet and this kicks off the Narian War. It lasts for, uh, I forgot how exactly how many years, I didn't. Write that information like an idiot. Welcome to my world. Uh, <laughs> but after the war, the Treaty of Narian was created between the UC and FC. The FC lost that war, but they had some generous concessions. The UC ceded Narian to Free Star Collective, but the Free Star Collective had to p- pay reparations for the cost of the war by giving up mineral rights on many of the worlds. This peace treaty also was the first document using the term settled systems. So this is where the settled systems started being be calling what they are now. And the reason why we have only three systems per faction was because of this treaty. Uh, the Treaty of Naryon limited Alpha Centauri, Wolf, and Sol to the United Colonies and Cheyenne, Narian and Volai to the F.C., so a few years later, life's going on happy and all that, uh, twenty three oh eight comes around and the F- free star collective decides to try colonizing Vesta and the Lunara system, which the UC cites as a violation of the Treaty of Narian, um, claiming the Collective was trying to colonize its fourth system, which is against the Treaty of Narian. Vesta, the colony gets raised by the United uh, Colonies, and raised in this term, I mean by destroyed, and that starts kicks off the colony war. It's a brutal war. There's a lot of lives lost on each side. And didn't Uh, that also include the um, the Varoon? The Varoon were part of this one at the end um, for the armistice, but Hmm. the war was primarily between the universe the my mind just went blank. United Colonies. United Colonies and the Free Star Collective, uh, because the Free Star Collective violated the treaty in the eyes of the UC. So um, the first biggest battle, the uh, most de- devastating battle that devast uh, you'll learn about it when you're doing the Free Star Collective mission. The first cavalry was decimated during this battle, and it's the Battle of Nera. and it was the first battle where. The UC used anim, uh, not Zeno Warfare. Yeah, and there was many losses on both sides during this. I'm not going to spoil the entire questline. Just know that the first cavalry was led by Major Paxton Hull, and he holds a massive grudge against the Council of Governors. Ultimately, the ultimate battle that decided this war, though, was the Battle of Cheyenne the uh, fleets battle among, above this in the space surrounding Cheyenne it, the UC sent a massive fleet and the F- freestar Collective sent civilian and military ship combos and they used hit and run tactics against the UC, taking out uh, many of their major ships and it was the a clear decisive victory against the UC fleet think of the American Revolution versus the British ships that uh, the British fleet in that time frame. That's the kind of battles they had. Uh, ultimately there was an armistice agreed upon. Uh, after the mash ca- casualties, all sides decided to sit down and say, hey let's bring this to a bloody conflict to an end. House Vaun was also part of part of this. In 2311, is when they agreed high ranking officials in UC would be uh, charged for their crimes. All Xenotech and mech warfare would be outlawed, and all the xen- Xeno warfare information and a lot of other information during the wars was stored in a vault. Uh, nobody can active, activate without all three sides agreeing i get a lot into that that war
1: and that side of it when you do the uc questline line too
0: yeah you yeah. see the uc questline line talks more about the colony war the uh col- the the freestar Co- collective is all about the major that one decisive battle and major paxton hull But, yeah, I find them more relatable in the way I would want to live, in the kind of systems I would want to live in. But uh, remember, when you're doing these these stories, Bethesda did a very good job of Making them biased. (laughs) making Making them biased and the stories being written by the victors. So... This is the quick rundown of the history up to the point where you're in game of the Freestar Collective. And yes, there is plenty of animosity. I've actually done a couple of very minor side quests where they're surprising that you actually get to see that uh, angst between each other. Yeah. Between the two sides. And I know exactly I which do one that. you're
1: talking about that plays a heavily on that too. hmm I did it recently. I've done it twice already. I did it as a uh, <laughs> as a UC
0: operative, so that was definitely interesting. I did it as a Freestar Collective Citizen and as a UC native. <laughs> <laughs> so All I've right. seen both sides of it. It's pretty cool. All right. Thanks for
1: that rundown, man. And we'll do um, the other factions periodically through the episodes, so stay tuned for that. Also, before we end tonight's episode, I want to ask you guys a quick question. We'll do a quick conversation on this. What do you guys think the first expansion is going to be about?
0: What is it called? Shattered Space?
1: I think our original prediction that we had in our earlier episodes about it being a war, I still think that's valid. Me too. Especially with the rise of the Crimson Fleet and the Varun.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. I think I think just the sheer title of Shattered Space makes me think that there's going to be a giant conflict of some sort, which usually is a war in games like this. So Now, my opinion has
0: changed a little bit now that I know about the Starborn. So is it going to be a battle amongst all the Starborn, though? Because the way the story is written, it makes me wonder what kind of battles we're going to see.
1: Yeah, if maybe. it is a war. I was thinking Varun mostly because um the Crimson Fleet depends on which side you, which way you go. I don't know how they would play that into an overall overarchy or, story because it's so different depending on which side you take.
0: And the uh, house of Varun, Varun you don't see a lot of There's not yeah, much of the
1: don't thing much now. About them, yeah. We don't go to the, their could, worlds.
2: It could also be like a completely different I mean obviously kind of a spoiler alert but everybody knows about it at this point obviously this game revolves around a multiverse the shattered space could be just like a multiverse shattering open and all these different worlds colliding type of thing too I still that think they're either. gonna have
1: an expansion based on the Varun though especially when you do um, Andresia's story and you get a deeper look at the Varun yeah it there could be so much content they can do with that I'm really curious about them
2: I do have an answer for you, by the way, Widget. Um, don't waste your time making a character just to find out if the Varun changes mm. Andreja's story because it does not. I've oh. seen several people obsessed, like mad about the fact that she still obsesses over you not being part of her religion, even when you are a part of her religion, <laughs> which is kind that- of silly. That might all be right. something they
0: patch in later with the expansion or something.
2: Kind of like the thing I was mentioning to you guys yesterday about the whole Walter thing in the main story when he's like, I've never seen a ship like that when you're literally on a Starborn ship. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's little holes like that, but when you have a, a game with so many different story angles and branches, it's pretty hard to fill them all in. <laughs> yeah,
2: especially when you're dealing yeah. with a multiverse and all that.
1: Yeah. I but, can't I can't wait till that first expansion. Oh, I did have my new my new game plus three. There was a change in the universe. The doors of the lodge were different. <laughs> That's <laughs> the only thing I found that was different.
0: So I am finding out that it's most likely the issue I ran into with my alternate reality one I had where the hunter was the only one in the lodge. That one is the issue I ran into seems to be more a bug than anything else because other people have said when they go into the alternate universes, they're able to save. So I think that one might have just been a bug. Yeah.
1: All right, guys, we're going to wrap up this episode right here. It's been awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed episode 10, our first milestone episode. Um, Each milestone episode, but I'm going to try to do something special for you guys. Again, email us at you know starfieldraw@gmail.com, give us a rundown of which one of our, our challenges you chose—the evil route, the passive route, the middle ground route—and you know we can also post somewhere about the rules as well if you guys if you guys need those. And let us know what your experience is, what you're doing, what you're what kind of crazy things happened for you, and we'll get into to ours on our next episode. And um, please follow us on X at StarfieldRaw all one word. You can follow us on Facebook as well, Starfield Raw. And join our Discord. You can find information on both our X and our Facebook. And you can follow me individually on Twitter, aka X, at the widget, W-I-G-I-T, all one word.
2: You can find me at TheArchon606 on X as well. And you can
0: find me on X at Rook213.
1: All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have a fantastic week. Enjoy these challenges. I know we are. It's already looking interesting, and we'll talk to you later.
2: Have a good week, guys. Later, everybody.